Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, hey, what's going on? This is your girl Bree, and I am the host of the Brown Girl Self Care Podcast. I <sighs> just had to take a nice deep exhale so I can go ahead and get started recording. If this recording sounds a little bit differently to you, it is because I am purposely lounging and luxuriating on my sofa in my living room downstairs in my in my living room. I have the door open so you might hear birds kind of um, chirping and whatnot. I'm not sure how much this this um, recording is going to pick up since I'm doing it from uh, my my phone, my Apple my Apple phone. So if you hear cars rushing by, if you hear if you hear birds going back and forth, that is the reason why. Interesting to note, I've been sitting here for the last couple of hours. I did my morning devotional. I um made time for stillness just to be in God's presence. And um a hummingbird kept coming to my my screen door because my door is open and this hummingbird, I'm pretty sure it's the same one came yesterday. And I was just thinking, coincidentally, um, that I don't normally go downstairs um, and sit on my couch to do like my stillness and everything with the door open. I usually do it from like my bedroom or on the floor in my bedroom or whatever. But it was a blessing because had I not come down here yesterday, because I did the same routine yesterday, had my tea, did my devotional, had my stillness before God. I would have missed that miracle of the hummingbird coming today and yesterday. And that actually makes me smile now that I'm thinking about it. So, yeah, I'm taking another breath here. I I just feel so comfortable doing this. And um, I'm just taking this opportunity to breathe. So I wanted to briefly talk about, and this is going to be very, very brief. This is going to be a short episode today, okay? Well, first of all, let me back up and say he has risen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, today is Easter Sunday, and um, he has risen. I, I'm just so thankful that God died <laughs> for me. He died. He died for me. That makes me feel so... How many? How many people would die honestly truly die for you how many people would die for you that's just something to think about and i know that a lot of people say like a lot of people your friends or whomever will say i will die for you that's some deep love there because the for the most part the only people that i can think of that would die for someone is of course a parent would die for their child and that's 
how God feels about me. He died for me. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of marinating in that. But the point of today's episode, if you're still with me, I promise I do have a point, is that I was just reflecting, kind of going back in time while I was thinking about my own personal self-care habits and, and how I've grown and things I've done or things I used to do but don't do anymore or vice versa and boundaries and, you know, all of that stuff. And I'm, I was just, I, 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 re, I reflected or I kind of went back in time when I was working at a nine to five and how I used to feel or allow myself to feel guilted or shamed into going to like after hour events. Okay. Now to frame this, I'm a single mom and I, of course, as a mom, you're taking care of a kid. So I had my daughter and Let's see, she, during this specific period of time, my daughter was probably between the ages of five and maybe 15, 16, okay? And during that window of time, especially when my daughter, even before I went to this job, even before she was five, I'm talking about from when my daughter was newborn, up until maybe around, I don't know, 13, 13, 14, somewhere in there. Like she is, or she was my main priority. Now things have shifted now because my daughter's 18. Is she still a priority? Of course, absolutely. Is she like my main priority? I would say she is as far as making sure that she is thriving and surviving. She um, well, I can't really make her eat well, but I tried to, <laughs> but, um, you know, but she's 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 an she's an adult. Even though I still consider her a baby, anyone that's younger than maybe twenty four is a baby to me. So I know she still has some growth to do, and I know I still have some rearing to do. But she's as she has been for years. She's her own person. But now that she's eighteen, I'm able to shift. You know how much of a priority she is in like my decisions and things that I want to do with my life, etc. But in any case, um, all that to say, when she was young, I remember that my job would have these activities after work. Okay. And I was looking at this the wrong way, but it's, it's only recently that I realized that it was them you know, this capitalistic or nine to five of corporate America, yes, man, rat race kind of mentality that had me all messed up. They, they, they had me messed up. I thought that I had them messed up. They had me messed up. So they would have these events or they would have you traveling. Traveling was never part of my job. But of course, when I could, I, I would. Like there was a few times, like I remember one time, they wanted me to travel to Texas for some training. Now, I don't know how old was my daughter then. She might have been, I don't know, let's just say she was nine. I'm I'm not sure of the exact age, but I went and I did it for, let's say, three to five days or however long I was in Texas. That was fine. There was another time, though, <laughs> that they wanted me to go somewhere else. And I told them, absolutely not. I cannot. I am a single parent and I cannot. And boy, oh boy, you would have thought that I had, I don't even know. But I stood firm in that. And I was just like, absolutely not. 
absolutely not. And then there was another time that they had us go into Florida. I think my daughter at that time was maybe like 15, possibly. And so I went. I went to Florida for like a week. But I had to kind of pick and choose the things that I decided I was going to do and the things I decided I was not going to do. But what really got me was when they would have these after-hour events. Now, I as everyone, have worked a long day. And it's tiring to work a long day, to have this mental draining, if you will. If you're sitting at your desk, you're working all day, you're answering phones, you're sending emails, like all that mental energy, because I was in sales, all that mental energy. And then they would want you to have like an go to like an after hour event like the employees this wasn't like a work like mandated thing but they would be like oh we're gonna get together and do dot 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 at the bar there was a bar up the street and sometimes I would go and I would have fun but other times I would say just like with this traveling you know I'm I'm gonna go I'm I'm gonna head out (laughs) y'all be safe y'all be good but I'm, I'm gonna head out and It's funny to me because I know that people thought that I was antisocial. And especially when it came to like the traveling or or like for or or choosing not to participate in potlucks, for example, these other company kind of events, because I wouldn't do the potlucks. I would prefer to go to my car. And well, first of all. I'm not eating at a potluck anyway, but that's neither here nor there. That's just not my jam. But um, I would prefer to go to my car and have some downtime rather than just sit up and just be around people that I'm just here to work with. And I hope you can hear what I'm saying here. It's not that I didn't enjoy some of the people that I worked with. It's not that for the for the most part, minus the corporate BS, I didn't enjoy the job that I was doing um, as far as the actual work part. But it's like a part of my self-care, and I didn't really realize it at the time because this was years ago, was those boundaries and saying, you know what? No, I've been here for nine hours. You know, I've commuted, you know, two and I have to commute home. And I'm not going to strain myself physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever, to now take extra time to do another activity outside of work. Or at least I have the choice to say yes or no. Because sometimes, again, I would say yes and other times I would say no. But I would, I, I, I would feel guilty about that. Or I would feel like, because sometimes there was this feeling like of, especially for the mandated kind of things, that... I wasn't being a team player or I need to I need to make arrangements. I need to figure it out. I need to get this done because this is a part of my job and yada yada yada, but no. Absolutely not. Self-care for me, which again, I didn't really identify this as self-care, but now knowing what I know and especially when it comes to women um and black women and the labor that we give and just how I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say but just the labor that we give as black women and how it's just kind of assumed 
you know, that this is what we do. This is what we're good at as far as our labors and our strengths. And if we don't do this, we're just not being a team player. We're not being whatever. Like, no, I just couldn't do it anymore. And that was self-care for me. Me deciding not to participate in a part, excuse me, a potluck and go to my car instead and take a little nap or um, read a book or go listen to music or go talk on the phone with a friend or just go outside and sit in my car and look because I, I would go and watch the trains because there was a train track there um, that would, and sometimes a train would go by or, or whatever. Go, I would go outside and take a walk if the weather was good, which more times than not it was because this is in Calif- Southern California, but that is self-care. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and enter promo code self care for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com, promo code self care. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black Girl Peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because 
again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Me deciding that I was not going to travel because it was going to put a strain not only on my child, who again is my priority. My job was not my priority. I am my priority. My child is my priority. So no... I'm not going to travel unless I deem that it is okay for me to do so. Unless I deem that I feel safe making this decision to go ahead and do that. That is self-care. Self-care for me looks like saying no to things that I want and need to say no to, to protect my peace, to protect my family, to protect my mental health, to protect my daughter's mental health. I don't want to up disrupt her routines, disrupt what she's got going on. I want her to feel secure because I know black kids, especially we, we needed that as a kid and our kids need that now because that for them is self-care, routine, stability, you know what I mean? The least amount of disruption as possible, at least for me and mine. That's what works for us as far as self-care is concerned. Your lifestyle may be a little different, but all that to say, I wish the hummingbird is back. I don't know if you can hear that. This is amazing. It's like this buzzing sound. Um, I wish I could go back and tell old Bree that girl... <laughs> you do not have to feel guilted into doing these activities. You do not have to feel embarrassed. You don't have to allow yourself to feel ashamed because you're not making this this nine to five job your life. You're not making it the most absolute important priority in your life. You don't have to be you can you can unapologetically and respectfully say no. And that's the end of it. That 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 is your final answer. You don't need, if someone tells you to think about it, like, oh, well, just think about it. I've gotten that before. Just think about it. The answer is a solid and firm no. No going back and forth. That for me is self-care. And I wish I would have been more firm in that truth for me. But, you know, hindsight, as they say, is twenty twenty. So if you're in that position now where you're on a job, they're asking you to do things like come to this event, go to this Christmas party. Um, you need to travel, even though that isn't something that you signed up for. And that's another thing going off topic. Hopefully I can come back to where I'm, I was going here. <laughs> but also for me, self-care, going back, to, you know, just kind of reflecting. When I first started that job, they had given us stock options. They had given us um, different perks. And slowly but surely, they took those things away from from the people in my specific role, not other roles. Um, they had their own issues to deal with because this job in, as a whole was um, it was a trip with some of the things that they did. But they started taking away luxuries and privileges. And 
had I been um, more more comfortable and confident in my value and my worth, more comfortable and confident in in the knowing that I have now that my my self worth looks like being paid uh, what I am worth, and not having things taken away and me just kind of not really standing up for myself and just kind of going along to get along. Like it, 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 it would have just looked much differently today. You know, ultimately I ended up quitting that job. I ended up quitting that job because the things that they were doing, and I feel like the, the way that I was being treated just really came to a head and how they would just change things up and their expectations were so unrealistic um, and they weren't handling my money the way that I deserved without kind of really going into it. But um, that it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. And sometimes it takes us getting pushed to that point to where we'll just be like, you know what, God, I've been praying about this. I'm going to trust you anyway. And I've got to make a decision that's right for me and, and kind of let the chips fall where they may, <laughs> which is what I did. I had to step out on faith and say, I'm worth more than this. And you're not going to treat me this way. They were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And it just, it wasn't fair as, as a, a, a hardworking employee. And my value is so much more than what they were recognizing. Um, but yeah, that, that self-care hits differently. And if you're just new, if you're new to your self-care journey and you're like, well, hell, <laughs> so much to do, so much to learn. I, I hope that you understand that self-care is, is just a is small daily habits. You don't have to spend a million dollars. You don't have to go out and buy these crazy expensive things. Self-care is just so simple. It's taking your breaks. It's knowing your worth. It's saying no when you want to say no. It's monitoring your feelings and your spiritual health and your emotional health. It's going outside and taking that walk during your lunch break or move, stepping away from your desk during your lunch break instead of saying, you know what, I'm just going to answer these emails on my lunch break. Like it, it's, it's a lot of things, but it's, it's small things, not what the world is having you think self-care is. 99% of what the world says, like what you're seeing on social all this extravagance. Um, and this is not to say that I don't believe in luxury for black women because, sis, let me tell you, I absolutely do. I am about that luxury. I don't even know how to explain it because I am leaning towards a minimalist lifestyle. I guess the easiest way to say it for me, I, I am leaning, I am becoming more minimalist. However, I believe in luxury. <laughs> um yeah, make that make sense. I know it doesn't probably make sense, but that's just where I am. I believe in luxury. Um, okay, how about this? So minimalist lifestyle, but there's certain things that for me are luxury that I know that I'm going to have. For example, uh, MacBook computer. That for me is luxury. I will always most likely have one. I don't care about the expense right now necessarily. So I will, when needed, spend $1,500 to $2,000 on a laptop because even though it is a luxury I use it, um, I enjoy it, I like it. Same for the iPhone. I will probably always be an iPhone fan. But um, getting off topic now. I know, girl, I know. I'm trying to pull it back. I promise you I am. But um, yeah, all these expensive things for you to, to do your self-care, they are not a necessity. That was the point. It's not a necessity. 
it is not a necessity. So you don't have to go out and get those $100 things, those $500 things. Like, you can go outside, sis, take a walk, and that's self-care. You can set a boundary today that you were scared to set yesterday. That is self-care. You can reanalyze your life, your career, your family. That is self-care. You can go and spend 20 minutes and just sit outside on your porch. That is self-care. You can go to bed tonight at uh, 10 o'clock instead of uh, 12 o'clock in the morning. That is self-care. Like there's so many ways that you can practice self-care. Most of them are free. I think the freer the self-care financially, honestly, I think the deeper it kind of goes because once it's free or it's low cost, you really start to kind of dig into your feelings more and the why behind is just more reflection. Like walking is free. While you're walking, you're thinking, you're reflecting, you're you're doing that, you're in, increasing your health. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I know I've kind of gotten off topic, but the point of it all <laughs> is, as I sit here on this couch, just looking up at the sky through my open door, um, is that just... I'm I, I'm doing my best to no longer allow myself to feel guilt or shame around the things that I do that I know are self-care and they are the best thing for me, my family, and my situation. My hope for you is is the same, much of the same. So again, I know our lifestyles are not the same necessarily, but as a black woman, you know, black woman, the black woman, just know that I... I you know, we're from the same tribe. So I, your struggle is my struggle. Okay. And I know we've experienced some similar circumstances. So I just want you to sit with this, this podcast episode today and, and just take a look at some areas where you can invite more self-care, more ease, less struggle, more attention to your life, Instead of prioritizing, uh, for example, career or people's expectations or what you quote unquote should be doing, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. All right. Well, um, that is it for today's episode. You know, I appreciate you listening. Um, Hopefully you were feeling the energy behind this episode. This was a good one for me to do. Um, And maybe I'll do some more just kind of. I don't know, couch confessions, (laughs) couch confessionals, because when I'm sitting here and I have stillness, I I really do think um, a lot of things. And perhaps if um, the mood strikes, you know, I'll do another session from here, from my phone, instead of upstairs at my desk um, in front of the microphone, because it's, you know, this, this honestly felt good. And that for me is self care. So there you go. So with that said, thank you so much for listening, girl. I hope you have a blessed and amazing week. And I will see you next Monday for another episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast.